0: Monday Night Raw. Podcast on the shadows. And it's blip Doing the damn thing. WWE. Baltimore, Maryland. Look, that got to be top 10 City in 2019. Well, top 10 cities that WWE has emanated from in the year of 2019. Well, it was quite the show. Obviously. But, uh, we just gonna get into all the, all the hot stuff later Two weeks out from Clash, the champions Streaming live on the WWE Network Um, show opened up with the contract signing Between, uh, tag team champions Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman Um First time ever, uh, tag team champions are going to defend the tag team championships. And then the universal championship is going to be on the line. Uh, it was a good first ever. I mean, I wouldn't say it's too early to, you know, call it out. But, hey, it is what it is. Um, it's good stuff. Uh, good match days going back and forth. Anderson and Gallows, you know, the OC. uh going tag action against these guys. And, well... I think yeah, this is the eventual after uh you know after the contract signing um went to nothing. AJ and the OC came. I got part of me still trying to gather my bearings as far as uh, the sequences of the show. But oh no, good opening match. Gallows and Anderson definitely uh looked like a good tag team. I o- only thing I would have had was the championships on the line just to maybe give a little bit of you know, a little bit more, I don't want to say edge to the match, but, you know, oh man, and if uh, if Rollins and Strowman lose the championships, then how does this affect Sunday with Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler going at it, you know, like this is you know, the only thing, but it's alright like that's that's very small, very light and I think that in, uh, WWE is really going into a storyline with uh, you know, Strowman and Rollins being tag champions, so they don't need it even any other distractions, uh, outwardly, uh, going into the, uh, the show, because, I mean, even though some people are, not you know, too excited about, you know, this storyline, I mean, it's fun, it's like, it's so many different ways this can go, that if you don't find it interesting, you could maybe find it interesting, depending on how far WWE takes this, uh, after clash anyway uh the match i believe breaks down ends in dq uh off of uh styles interference uh oh braun ran down the oc and hit seth by mistake and uh this just starts out that brawl that, uh, robert Roode and ziggy come out and it just starts a complete five on two beat down where of course these every the numbers game got the best of the tag team champions. It was good stuff though. I wasn't upset about it. I thought um, they looked good. Ziggy and uh, Rude looked credible, especially going into the next matchup where they uh, took on a team of Hawkins and Ryder. So that was pretty all right. It was. Um, it was a good back and forth for the most part. You know, I guess it's a tune-up match and, of course, one of those credibility matchups. So, Ziggy and Rude, they look. It's its a good look with that team. I'm not even, I'm, I'm just really not upset with how they're being positioned. Ziggy clearly looking for, uh, well, I would not say looking for, but he needs to be paired up with a superstar that's somewhat on the up and up. Robert Roof, former United States champion, former NXT champion, I believe. I you know, it's, like, it's good stuff. You know, I think that they both can uh, work really well together, and they're showing a form of chemistry uh, that's being highlighted on uh, commentary that a lot of teams just don't really show uh, when you try to throw together an odd couple. But these two, there could be something there. It reminds me, it's, it's shades of... Drew and Dolph, but uh, Drew has a little bit more of an ego. I wouldn't say a chip on his shoulder, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all, having the ego, but we clearly see how that storyline between Drew and Dolph went. So, um, maybe Robert Roode is a little more uh, aware of just how much of an asset uh, having Ziggy on his team is. So, these guys could go to A tag team championship run Who knows, we'll see though But all in all, good opening segment and good tag team matches Lacey Evans takes on Bailey next Very good stuff Oh excuse me, Lacey Evans takes on Natty, I apologize Um, Last week I called it, practice makes perfect We know Lacey's been in there with Natty before But Lacey's had some uh, Weeks to practice and From last week, with the two small, uh, you know, small mis, just mishaps in the ring, compared to this week, it's leaps and bounds of improvement. I think that Lacey did a great job. Um, the 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 moonsault spot, great. Uh, It's just a little bit like the first time I seen it, and this is really the way I'm, you know, just calling it. From when she came out, she just it, it flowed really well with her jumping up to the top rope and gone with the moon so there was a shock it was one of those things that really uh put her on the radar as far as I was concerned and you know she now she's uh it's just a little bit of a delay on it just because she's getting her footing but this week she definitely tried it from like coming from outside of the ring which was like a challenge in and of itself and it's like well wow so it wasn't I mean, it was still a little delayed, but man, if we're giving it a score, I'm going to give it a straight nine, you know, just, just because of the delay, maybe even a 9.4 or 9.5 potentially, because it still was a a good spot. She missed, but all in all, just to see, you know, the form, the arc on it, everything was uh, really, really good. Um, Lacey picks up the victory off of the little uh, handkerchief spot. I called it the Self Alley. She uh, threw the hanky at Natty's face. Natty was kind of shocked. Like, did you just throw a hanky at me? And no woman's right. What the whoa? One, two, three. Lacey Evans picks up the victory. Now, all of the cues, all of the spots, small rough edges. But these things can be smoothed over with... Experience, And I think that uh, Lacey is totally on her way up. You know, they had a very good match, a competitive match, uh, where they went back and forth. It had that, uh, with of course, with the Baltimore crowd attached, which were just on fire last night. I think that Lacey um, and Natty had the match, had the feel of what's going to happen next. Like, how are these uh, women going to reach the uh, point where one of them can't go on any longer. And uh, Lacey got the best of Natty with a little bit of trickery, but it was still um, still a good, good match. I enjoyed it. All right. Uh, Becky Lynch and Sasha. You know, Sasha's definitely uh friend to the podcast. We are pro Sasha over here. Uh, she totally listens. Hi, Sasha. Um, uh, They were uh, going into this night with, with Becky uh, potentially being able to tie or maybe uh, getting somewhat of the momentum lead as far as having, well, going into their match at Clash of Champions. So, um... I was definitely, uh, I had my eye open for how their promo segment would go, and luckily for me, and I would even say the WWE Universe, we were treated to uh, uh, a straight in-ring promo, in-ring, out-of-ring, whatever, but a promo segment, just talking, who's going to get the momentum, I I think they tied up, in the moment, we'll get into the rest of it in a little while, but... I think um, Becky and Sasha were tied up. Becky was in the ring. You know, cut a good promo, nice and fiery, just how we all accustomed to from Becky at this point. Uh, Rebecca was totally in the building, somewhat as far as on Mike went. I talked about, uh, you know, how Sasha was the, the centerpiece, the focal point of NXT. Came to the main roster and was... Who everyone was looking at, main eventing, you know, being uh, the boss, and then she got mad around Mania and took her ball and went home because of the championships. While Becky went on to main event Mania with uh, Charlotte and Ronda Rousey, and uh, Sasha could have been in that position, even when uh, how barely. Uh, you know, stuck around and went on to become SmackDown Women's Champion, so good stuff, good promo, like I said, nice and fiery, this brings out Sasha now, at first, Becky made it seem like Sasha wasn't in the building, so I'm like, oh man, Becky, All Becky would need to do is just cut a good promo and she done tied the game up, but, Sasha's music hits, good crowd reaction, uh, comes on out, and pretty much just tells Becky that the only reason why, you know, she's having this, this run that she's having right now is because Nia Jax broke her face. Oh, now look, we know that the Nia Jax angle has been used a time or two before, but coming from Sasha, and there's a weird, there's, 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 there's is a mystique there. I'm not gonna say weird because Becky was throwing out weirdo and blue-haired freak and a lot of that. I think, but well, that was. I think that might have been a little spot on the, the 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 Becky accent. But anyway, um, I'm uh, I, like I said, it's a it's a weird allure to Becky. Oh, excuse me. Well, yeah, but there's a different type of allure to Sasha with uh, just how she cut some of the promos, and we know these are the two of the four horsewomen. You know, like they you entrust them to be able to carry a segment and you know make a match interesting sell a match make it a draw that's exactly what they did and i see why they were so popular in nxt like it's really just that simple just watching both of them go back and forth and they haven't fought in a while, it's been some years since those two have been in ring so uh, it, I'm definitely excited, I'm like throw no, in the ring now, let them fight you know, but two weeks out from Clash, this could be a very good match um, I enjoyed it though, I enjoyed the segment, I say they, were, they both were tied Becky hit some high notes, Sasha may have used the angle that we've heard before, so we're not going to give her three points on that, but she definitely uh, landed every bit of it. She had her her right. She had the energy correct, you know, the, the heat, the, you know, just the heel. And it was good stuff. It was very good stuff. So good segment from both. Uh, shouts to Sasha and Becky. I can't wait to see them in the ring. So I, I, I could sit and talk about that all day. But it was good stuff. Uh, let's take a moment. And um shout out the street Profits Montez, uh what is it? Montez Ford, uh, what is it? Angelo the Dawkins, Dawkins, Dawkins Ford, look man. A lot of people were beginning to get a little uh tired of seeing them. So as time progresses, I'll be trying to think of ways to uh well before they make you know, their main roster or in-ring debut, you know, I'll be trying to think of ways to uh, make these guys a little bit more entertaining. So, suggestion box stuff, but just give me a little while because I don't really know how you make uh guys like that interesting on TV. We would need some topical stuff, but they were shocked. Sasha challenged for the women's championships and now those two will be going at of their class of champions these guys backstage at a loss for words and uh, it's quite understandable you know it was uh definitely a uh good segment and they, the street profits uh let everyone into commercial i'm glad that they're just getting the opportunity to try and you know make the show that much more entertaining it had been i wouldn't say getting stale but it was like uh so, this is what they got this week. They are kind of funny, but the majority of the fans weren't really feeling too, too much of them. So, it's like, ah, eh, But I like them. I think that they're uh, on the up and up. I can't wait to see what they can bring to the table. So, all in time. But uh, very, very cool. Uh, you know very cool opportunity for them. Speaking of opportunities, Cedric Alexander and Baron Corbin are going to be going at it uh, in the second round of the King of the Ring tournament. And uh, while Charlie is backstage trying to interview him, the OC attack him. Apparently they're still pissed off from the five-on-two earlier. I guess they may have wanted it to be a tag team championship match also. They know they're still a little salty because they didn't get to uh, really have a rematch clause, even though uh, automatic rematches are an antiquated thing of the past. But uh, it is what it is. But we all the storyline going in with Cedric was a little banged up from last week. And then this week, they, WWE totally uh, doubled down on that and made sure that the fans knew that Cedric was going in with the sleigh handicap, not going in at a hundred percent. And um, yeah, him and Corbin went at it. They had a very, very good match. This is one of the first times I've heard high praise. I've even heard this is probably the best match that Corbin has had since he's been on the main roster. Now, I'm not I'm when I say this, I'm not rooting for this to happen, but I'm saying, though, all hail King Corbin for that. Shouts to the man. He went out there. He did his thing. He made the match interesting. The people enjoyed it. They were uh, invested in the match. They would definitely cheer for Cedric. Cedric is somebody that's uh, trying to make waves and trying to work his way up the ladder, reaching for the brass ring, and it's... uh. With last night in the Baltimore crowd, it definitely worked. He showed some of that in-ring skill, and there it was. I know that some people were uh, begging for a a promo to see what he got, but um, I think right now the focus should be his uh, in-ring actions because uh, he's he's totally capable, and it it definitely said so last night. A couple of times where he... um, it definitely showed that he didn't have, well, he wasn't at 100%, but he was able to still uh, have a lot of good offensive moves. So, good match. Corbin eventually wins off in the of day, well, with the end of days. Excuse me, Nick, Nicky knocked Cedric off of the top rope while he was going for a springboard. So, it was um, it was good stuff. You can see, how, uh, the way the story looked was the experience of Corbin got the best of the uh, not at 100% Cedric Alexander, but still game. So with that, it was uh, it was a good match. Good story that was told. And Corbin, <laughs> oh man, Baron Corbin moves one step closer to being the next king of the ring. I think that is just hilarious. Talk about trolling the crowd. I really enjoy seeing uh, the crowd get so upset. <laughs> with how Corbin is uh, utilized on the main roster, but one thing I'm definitely hearing now, and it took some months for these people to realize, but he is an excellent heel. So shouts to Corbin for that, and uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm one of the what 500 people out of the however many million in the WWE universe that uh, likes Corbin, but I definitely did enjoy. Uh, His his rise up to where he is. And I look forward to seeing him continue to, you know, get better and get more experience in the ring. Along with Cedric uh, just taking full advantage of his opportunity. Like he's uh, we're going to see like we're going to see if he uh, has uh, anything that continues on with the O.C., You know, like these guys beat him up So does this turn into Cedric Trying to find people to team up and help him out Does this turn into him taking out Each and every one of them Does this eventually turn into A US championship match between him and AJ Styles We don't know It remains to be seen So we're gonna have to just tune in and find out The Viking Raiders Took on Dos Locales Again Uh I I think that it is very very um, I think it's I think it's a work in progress to have more of the comical element added to the match. These guys were obviously uh enhancement talent. They it, it was funny. It was moments that truly made me uh you know, just chuckle at the progression of the match and seeing how it was all playing out. So it was it was good. Obviously, we know the Viking Raiders won. This was a complete beatdown. It was it was bad for them boys. But the uh, Viking Raiders definitely uh, picked up the victory there. As the tag team division continues to take form and shape itself, uh, I'm pretty sure the Viking Raiders have a tag team championship run or more in them but uh that remains to be seen either way uh good match to them and uh good stuff to those locales again for coming out and getting their ass kicked like that Ricochet, samoa joe uh, quarterfinals i noticed that it was a heel face dynamic taking place with the king of the ring tournament So it was almost like, all right, well, now we can just try and guess who's going to win just based off of that heel face dynamic. So a lot of people saw Ricochet just easily going into uh, the next round and taking on Baron Corbin. Um, I wouldn't want to say luckily, but in an interesting twist, Wild Joe and Ricochet both had an excellent match we didn't want to overshadow Joe, and it looked pretty clear to me. Uh, double pin fall. It was a... Uh, it was coquina clutch on the ropes. I think Ricochet was going to the top rope. Joe jumped up, uh, had the 630 scouted. And, uh... I mean, to have the coquina clutch on the ropes, though, like, isn't that a rope break? Isn't that, like, almost DQ or something like that? Whatever. Ricochet tries to reverse out... Uh, kicks off of the top rope, and both of these guys go, uh, crashing down to the mat, great positioning, because then, it turned into, again, a double pinfall, shouts to the NFL, the XFL, February 2020, get ready, <laughs> the uh, referee, uh, had, uh, what was it, John Cone, shouts to the re- office ref, he had, um, uh, great moment where he grabbed the headset and was talking backstage. It had that NFL replay energy, you know, like, oh, was it a first down, or was it fourth fin inches? How does it go? So that was good stuff. Then he goes backstage, smoke with Joe, fight real quick, ricochet gets the best of Joe, kinda, sorta, and there was never a winner decided. So, what? Uh-huh. But, the King of the Ring is a WWE tournament, so I'm not really going to complain about, you know, how it works. Oh, no, it doesn't make sense. Look, these are these pe- these people; are their characters, all right? These are their stories that they're telling. Are you mad? <laughs> Get over it. Don't be an infant, all right? It was, it's good stuff because now we're going to have a triple threat matchup between Corbin Ricochet and Samoa Joe uh, next week. And whoever wins that goes on to, uh, I guess, the finals. excuse me so that's pretty interesting i mean what is that first time ever i kind of felt good about myself pat myself on the back a little bit because i called it when i seen i said whoa i don't usually predict the product anymore but um is it is that what they're gonna do are they gonna go for a triple threat and it much to my surprise they actually did you know some people are mad because of the actual way tournaments are set up i think if there's no if it's no contest both competitors are eliminated and uh the other guy well in this case would be Corbin he would get the the shot he'd get the next week off and then just go straight into the finals or something like that either way um it was, it was good stuff it's is entertaining you know in my opinion I could everyone else could uh, feel differently but whatever and um yeah, it wasn't wasn't anything that I was uh wholly against. So it was it's good stuff. Firefly Funhouse uh makes a return. Uh Bray Wyatt at the Funhouse, you know, doing his Firefly Funhouse things. And um uh well had a, had an appearance from uh the Mr. McMahon puppet, which is my personal favorite character of Five Funhouse pretty funny and it's you know a total caricature of Mr. McMahon. and it's just funny you know with the way he loves money and such like that and they totally went into the uh what was it the they they just shit oh man how could i say it they covered the the story of the, well, somewhat the week with Bray Wyatt being uh, pr- promoted for Hell in a Cell, so uh, Mr. McMahon was upset. How dare you uh, challenge Seth Rollins or Braun Strowman to a match at, Cl- well, at Hell in a Cell? ra 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 And he's like, "Oh well, I was making so much money. I'm sorry, Mr. McMahon." And it's not WWE's fault that this uh, stuff got out there. I believe it might be the uh, the arena that. Went on that went on and uh, tried to promote it for themselves, which was yeah, you know I'm sorry, not bad. I mean you know it's unfortunate, but just to see the way WWE handled that was like wow, very very good, very very intelligent. You know, so I like that. I thought that was uh, it was comical. Mr. McMahon would he what Bray fed Mr. McMahon a one hundred dollar bill. Come on. <laughs> like, come on. This, this You can't say this stuff isn't entertaining. So, with that, it was a good little segment. And um, I'm pretty sure the people loved it. Oh, yeah. Miz and Cesaro uh, go at it next up. We know Miz got the Intercontinental Championship coming up against Shinsuke in um, a couple of weeks at... A clash of Champions, so he needed to look credible here. Cesaro, in my opinion, I was saying he's he's been on up and up. No, he had, just had an awesome match at uh, TakeOver Cardiff uh, this past weekend. 40 swings. Shouts to the Swiss Superman because not many people could pull something like that off. Um, it's good stuff. Good matchup between the two. Cesaro, a lot of heavy shots. The uppercut, I would say he was, he's getting about 90% of that uppercut. He wasn't getting them as much as he could. But I think if he'd have got 100% of the uppercuts each time, then he would mess around and won that. Just uh, looking from that in-ring perspective. But it was good. It was still a good match. They went back and forth. It didn't go too, too long. I was saying uh, during the match, man, these two, like if Cesar picks up a win here, then I think he, uh, he's, he ups himself on the ladder a little bit. Like it's uh it's good stuff. Oh my goodness, part of me. Anyway, I think he has been working his way up the ladder a little bit, just as far as uh you know uh, skill set goes, and you know being in in the rankings. But uh, all in all, Miz does pick up the victory with Skull Crushing Finale. Good for Miz. Uh, not bad, not bad at all. Not a bad match. Uh, not bad stuff with with Cesaro, you know, in, in slight defeat there. It is what it is. These guys are both on the up and up and Miz, I think he's trying to uh tie the uh the record for uh uh what is it, Intercontinental Championships. So uh he's going for a ninth time I believe and hey, not bad at all. I uh kinda like that idea but you know Shinsuke with Sammy I think these guys could be on to something. So, uh, might, might keep that championship on them for a little while longer. So, uh, we'll see. But all in all, like I said, Miz, uh, picks up the victory over Cesaro. So, not bad at all. And then, in the main event, we had the ladies. Uh, no, women in a championship showcase, uh, matchup. It was the, uh. Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch, SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey taking on the Women's Tag Team Champions Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross in a tag team matchup. I was uh, very happy to see that these two well, the, well, these two teams uh, formed and were able to really, uh, you know, just main event. And, and, you know, all of that, it was good. I thought it was very cool to have that happen like that. I thought that, uh... I, I didn't know... Well, first of all, I'll say it like this. The Women's Tag Team Championships have been, in a way, overlooked and spoken down upon and such like that since the inception. And this is a great way for them to put some more uh good steam behind those... Uh, those championship uh, titles because it, it, they, they need them. So you put them in there with the, the Raw SmackDown Women's Champions and you give them some prestige. I thought it was a cool match. They all, they all did their thing. They went back and forth, you know, had good moments, all four women. And um, eventually Sasha Banks does come out. So, I mean, her and Becky are officially tied up in that moment, you know, as far as momentum goes so then it turns into well who's going well what's going to happen now what's going to happen next really so uh we get uh the mat we'll go to commercial get back the match goes on and uh toward the end of the match uh sasha goes and interferes so the women's tag team champions win by dq but the women's tag team champions win uh Sasha goes crazy, grabs a chair, beats up Becky with it. And man, Bailey comes in for the save, grabs a chair from Sasha, but looks at Sasha and ev- you could just feel the shift in energy in the building, in the room, everyone that was watching at home. You it was like, "Wait, no way." And Totally way because Bailey went and wailed on uh, wait, Bailey, we had Bailey went and wailed on Becky with the chair, a couple chair shots, and man oh man, did the people lose their effing minds. Boy oh boy, I. You know when you just proud, you feel that excellent prideful feeling, you care about the superstars. We've been talking about Bailey coming up and doing the, the edgy thing. And she's been having a little bit more edge. You can see in the uh what is it the the little interviews and such like that, they asking Bailey, oh Bailey, are you how do you feel about Sasha returning and Blah, blah, blah. And Bailey isn't really trying to get into it. they trying to poke and prod at Sasha. Oh, Sasha, what about Bailey? And, and Sasha ain't trying to hear none of that. And, you know, oh, do you think that you're being overshadowed in any way? And all of this, man. Look. First of all, shouts to the Shadow Talk. I'll give it that. Thank you, Sasha. Thank you, Bailey. Thank you, Mr. McMahon. But, um,. Look, man, it's just good to see that, you know, Bailey's finally getting the opportunity to be a heel. You know, like, stay humble. It was an amazing moment. I thought it was uh, one of the top moments of the night. The people went crazy collectively. It was a fun, fun moment. You know, you finally get to see Bailey go over the edge. This solidifies her. And, you know, of course, we already know she's one of the four horsewomen, but she had been, uh, in a way, being overlooked. And now we see that she's, well, shoot, we don't know what she's going to be like or what she's going to do. But what makes this so great to me is that tonight is SmackDown. And that is how Ro went off the air. So now we're going to see how Bailey responds to all of this. What happened, Bailey? What was you doing? what, what? What made you snap? Her and Sasha had their little conversation, and you know, apparently Sasha, you know, got in the head. Maybe told some sense into her, you know. But now Bailey's totally a uh, bad guy. Well, well, at least that's the way it looks. But we shall see. So, with all of that, shout out everybody bringing the podcast each and every week. Um, I will catch you guys later on for SmackDown. Go and watch the Bailey replay. Go watch that. Catch y'all there, man. Peace.